Hello, it is Sunday, August 30th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is the newest, latest edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, I give some quick thoughts on Saturday's fight card. Um, I encourage the MMA media to ask Dana White some questions about what he said and what he lied about at the RNC uh, last week. Uh, have some more issues about with Sean O'Malley and hope that he can maybe get through this this loss with a little a little positivity and uh, a shout out to Kenosha's Ben Rothwell. I don't really have much to say about Saturday's fight card. I was surprised that the main event was not very competitive at all. I thought Smith would would lose. I didn't think he would lose in that manner. I thought he would get outstruck. I thought his recovery from the Teixeira fight would be tested a little bit more than it was. That didn't seem to have any impact, but then again, he spent the majority of the fight on the ground and just kind of being held down by Rakic. So, it was a, a weird fight for Smith, and so we'll really have to keep a lookout to see how he looks in his next outing. The Robbie Lawler fight went exactly as I thought it would. The only thing that I thought was a little off was that near the end, Magny, Neil Magny actually turned it up and started to strike a little bit with, with Lawler instead of using his, his length or his clinch to keep Lawler at the range that Magny wanted and needed to get the wind win rather wind to get the win um so it was uh, those two fights went the way i thought they would the early fights with the submissions were were fun uh ricardo lamas's third round was just awesome and knowing that he was thinking about retirement well that explained why that round went so well for him it was just a really good 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 round for lamas there um, impressive, impressive way to finish the fight for him. And if if his career does end, while the fight overall wasn't great, those last five minutes were, you know, he, he could look back on that and say, I gave one of my better performances in the in those last five minutes of that of my last fight. So if he does retire, you know, good for him. Um, he went out. He's going to go out on a win, and he's going to go out on a, a great performance. Um, in his last five minutes so I think that's about all I really had nothing stood out Paul Felder was a little off but I think I think he might be going a bit stir crazy because he's doing so much so much work in the uh, in the bubble there at the apex so maybe maybe he needs a break I don't know things just a little just a little wonky there on on Paul Felder's part not bad just a little weird but not weird in a in a crazy kind of way. It's just a little off. So that's about all I have to say about Saturday's fight card. One thing we hear in the uh, on the MMA media side of things is from the from the MMA fans is that we often uh, are too political and too outspoken in our views, and you know it's the shut up and fight and this is entertainment we don't want to hear your political views things of that nature and i think 
that that went out the window last week when Dana White appeared at the Republican National Convention and flat out lied about a bunch of things about Donald Trump. White's first appearance at the RNC in 2016 was not political. It was, I mean, it was political because in the sense that he was speaking at the Republican National Convention, but everything he went over during that speech was focused on his friendship with Trump and how Trump helped the UFC. He didn't delve into any topics outside of that. Last week's speech was very political from from White, and I doubt that he wrote that himself. I'd be very shocked if he did. Maybe he helped, but I'd know that, and that's fine because everybody has speechwriters. You know what I mean? That that that's not that's not an issue with me whether he wrote it or not. That's fine. The issue is that whether he wrote it or not, he 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 read it, and therefore those are his words. Even if he was not the one that came up with them, he read them. So now that's White's, that's White's, those are White's statements on Trump and Trump's presidency and what White expects or wants from him if he gets a second term. And it was, this one was very political. And I believe the MMA media now has the obligation to, to really grill White on a lot of the things he said. I did a YouTube video where I went through the speech and did a fact check. And I'll link that um, in the notes here. And I also have a more detailed fact check coming to Bloody Elbow in the next day or so where I fact check even deeper and go over these things if they're lies, partial lies, or truths. And I hope you watch the video and read the story. Do both, please, if you can. And, and while you're on the YouTube page, please like it and share it and watch all the videos. Do me that favor because it would really help me out. But anyway, back to the podcast. Um, yeah, so White was very political on this, very political and oftentimes very wrong. And you can see that in the fact check. And I know people will say that I have a bias against White and whatever. But the fact is that. I went through these his words and checked on them, and I have I didn't pick and choose my my sources, and I note my sources, and those are the sources that will say whether these things are true or not, and the things that are false. I think the MMA media has an obligation, like I said before, to grill white on these things, and and try and get some clarity because yes he's made this political and and as such he should have to answer to the to the for the things that he claimed um, whether especially the the just flat out falsehoods and the implications of some of the things he said and again if you want more detail watch the video and read the upcoming bloody elbow story but yeah if the mma let mma media lets him slip on this that's a that's a huge failure on the media's part, a huge failure. If you paid attention to Sean O'Malley last week, you know that he pretty much took a giant shit on Marlon Vera after Vera beat him um, in their in their matchup at uh, UFC 252, and 
O'Malley took a lot of heat over that, and and justifiably so. And I know he was being I I don't know if he was being honest in his assessment or if he was trying to convince himself that he was being honest about his assessment or if he was just being a 25-year-old kid that's kind of mad that he lost. It could have been any of those. It could have been a combination of those. Um, I know at 25, I did not have the, uh, let's say, bandwidth to accept a lot of things, especially if I was, if I had been someone who was being touted as the next big thing in a, in a, in a professional sport. I know I probably would have acted, if not the same as O'Malley, worse Eventually, I think I would have came to the realization that, hey, I lost and, and you know, move on and look at the fight and, and try and figure out what went wrong. O'Malley is not there yet. Will he get there? Maybe. But in uh, his recent podcast, he, he made some statements that just don't, they just don't make sense. And, and they're silly, they're funny, but they're also sad and uh, and if he doesn't come around to the realization that he lost well uh, this that could be a bad thing for him and i think he will because he is kind of acknowledging that he lost in in these statements so let's see what he said here um and this is from steven morocco's story from mma fighting um, he said, did he win? Yes. Am I undefeated? Yes. Mentally, I'm undefeated. I felt superior in there until my foot gave out. Um, and then this is the part that that kind of made me right, raise my eyebrows. If you guys know what a calf kick is, go watch me kick his calf hard. That shit hurts. I've been dropped by calf kicks and sparring. It doesn't do what it made my foot do. What happened to my foot? I got and here it is. Here's what. Here's the part to listen to. I got kicked on this nerve right here. Did he get lucky? Yes. Did he win? The nerve gave me drop foot, and then I sprained my ankle like four times. So, the kick is what hurt the nerve, is and is what caused him to get drop foot, and is what it caused him to sprain his ankle. And he says that here. I got kicked on this nerve right here. And did Vera get lucky by shutting down? O'Malley's leg with that kick? Maybe. Is Vera some kind of genius and he knows what just right where to kick? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if either of those things are true. They're probably not. But it if O'Malley can say here that the kick did the damage to the nerve, well then Marlon Vera did the damage to the nerve. Marlon Vera caused the drop foot. Marlon Vera caused the ankle sprain. Marlon Vera won the fight by kicking you in the leg and hurting and damaging that nerve for a short amount of time, long enough to incapacitate O'Malley and leave him unable to, to compete. So with that, Marlon Vera won the fight. Sean O'Malley is not undefeated, and Sean O'Malley should not be undefeated in his head. He can think that he was. He can think that he is better than Cheeto, Cheeto Vera, and maybe he is. But he wasn't in that fight, and he lost, and Vera won. The thing that I think people want O'Malley to do, at least that I want O'Malley to do, is acknowledge the loss and 
take something away from the loss to improve on. And I that's the concern for me. Not that he lost. I don't care that he lost. Everybody's going to lose. You know, maybe not Habib. But St. Pierre lost. And maybe not Joan Jones in a in a in a real in a real loss, but okay, almost everybody's gonna lose, and so O'Malley lost. He's young; he'll bounce back, but he can't have this thinking that this is kind of Ronda Rousey thinking, in that you didn't mess up, you didn't lose the fight, you they won the fight, but you didn't lose the fight. That thinking doesn't work. It doesn't improve people in any way. It it leads to failure. It it does, and I know that. Because I've I've had that thinking many times, and it it's it's a product of youth. But you need to learn, and especially as a professional athlete, you need to learn that you have to to take something away from a loss. If Conor McGregor can do that, then surely Sean O'Malley can do that, and that's what McGregor does. He loses, he takes something away. He doesn't let it affect him in, a, in the long-term kind of way that some people do, and then he, he bounces back. But take something from it. Take something from that that you can work on and improve on. And O'Malley is not doing that as far as he, what he is saying, and he really needs to do that. And I, and I, hopefully that's the last thing I'll have to say about this because it's probably getting old and boring by now, huh? want to give a shout out to Mr. Ben Rothwell from Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin's Ben Rothwell, who took to social media and wrote this on August 28th. Have you ever seen someone counter a breast cancer post with, quote, wait, what about colon cancer? But for some reason, if someone says Black Lives Matter, it turns into an all-inclusive All Lives Matter. This is not an either-or proclamation. When there is a crisis, we have always rallied around that particular group, city, cause. It does not diminish any other group, city, or cause. It just brings awareness and support to where it is needed. No, nobody is saying all lives don't matter, but right now our black friends, families, colleagues, neighbors, and strangers need our support. And, yeah, I think that sums it up. That I, I have some, <laughs> I, I think I have some stronger feelings than, than, than Rothwell, but I think he really nails it here in in a way that I don't think many people think about. Like he said, no one is saying that anyone's life, others' life does not matter. But the systematic racism right now, well, not right now, but the systematic racism and the murdering of black folks in America is, it needs to stop. It's gone on for 400 years and we see examples of every day now and with the police where white white people are treated much differently than than black people and that needs to stop you can see it any day on social media you can see a, some white dude tangling with a cop like actually getting into a fist fight with the cop and nothing happens but when a black man goes into tries to get into his car, he gets shot seven times in the back. When a black man's in his car and says he has a gun that he has a license for in his glove compartment, he gets murdered. That's the problem. And that's why folks think that 
some people don't think that black lives matter because we're seeing that people don't think that black lives matter. They, everyone's life matters. That is true. But when one group's life doesn't matter, then no one's life matters. And that's that's because everybody's a human being. You, you boil it down. Treat everyone the same. Why can't why can't that why can't that be? And so I just wanted to give uh, props to uh, Mr. Rothwell there for that. So good for him. Good for him for speaking up. I'm going to wrap it up there with with that tonight. Um, so something positive, something to think about. Um, and if anyone ever has any questions for me that are suitable for the podcast or just any questions uh, in general that you would like to hear me discuss just shoot them my way via you know you direct message email or twitter um hopefully if you do it my timeline i'll be able to to catch it but dm would be much um easier for me to see it uh, so if that have if you have any questions that you want me to discuss please send them my way and i'll be happy to uh ponder whatever issue you have on your mind um and until tomorrow everyone stay safe <laughs>